reason these disturbances, they followed you to a new home, is because it's not the house that's haunted. It's your son. So, 1,100 men went in the war. 316 men come out of the sharks, took the rest June the 29th, 1945. Anyway, we delivered the bomb. Never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. You get another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back! I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, My name is Robert Hawkins. Approximately seven hours ago, uh, something attacked the city. Um, if you found this, if you're watching this, then you know more about it than I do. California, stay away from me. Stay away from me. I'm, I'm, I'm coming here. John Doe has the upper hand. And on that day, Ahab will go to his grave, but he'll rise again within the hour. He will rise and beckon that all, all save one, shall follow. They're all gonna laugh at you! They're all gonna laugh at you! They're all gonna laugh at you! Hello, welcome once again to a different edition of Dark Discussions Podcast. Originally, this was going to be a Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews episode, but we decided to move it as a Dark Discussions Podcast because um, of uh, the topic and uh, the special guest that we have. Uh, folks who are new to the podcast, I am your co-host, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and my usual Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Review uh, co-host, who are you? Hey, this is Barrett. From uh, the, the Commonwealth, Commonwealth of Virginia. Indeed, indeed. And uh, so it's only us, because again, this was originally supposed to be a Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Review episode, but we've uh, decided to turn it into a Dark Discussions podcast episode because of uh, the importance of the subject. Um, and uh, so basically, uh, just a couple of things before we uh, talk about the subject, but uh, uh, you can. Uh, See us at www.darkdiscussions.com is the website. Our email is darkdiscussions at aol.com. As well as on the website, you can just choose contact us on the menu, and a email box opens up. So there's two ways to email us. Uh, we do have a Patreon where you can uh, donate to the podcast. Again, this is uh, fully free, and we try to be ad-free as well. So the only way we do make any money and any money we do make basically just pays to have the, the website and uh, the storage of the podcast uh, be available to you. So it's not like we're actually making money. It's really just to pay for the site. Um, and you can do that through Patreon. And that's um, a button on www.darkdiscussions.com. On any page, it leads right to the Patreon, uh, which I think is simply www.patreon.com backslash dark discussions. Um, and for every $5 that you donate to the podcast, uh, we will uh, get, have an opportunity to allow you to choose our subject. Uh, so every quarter um, of the year, we pick out of a spreadsheet, which is a list of all the, the movies that our Patreon people have, have asked us to do. 
And so you will be able to add to that. And then we do a computer randomized number from the, the spreadsheet. And whatever number comes up is the topic that we will discuss as a Patreon episode, which becomes a regular episode of Dark Discussions. It's just that um, you choose the topic. Uh, so, for example, if you donate $15, you can choose three films to add to the the list uh, each month. Um, so, for example, you can do three different films. So Friday the 13th, Scream, and uh, Invasion of the Body Snatches, the original. Or you could just simply choose Friday the 13th three times. Uh, and that's uh, how it works. Uh, and we do greatly appreciate anybody who donates to the podcast. Uh, one of our listener Sean Fox and also a contributor to the Halloween Petite Psychotronic Reviews podcast uh, just just uh, donated some money uh, to the Patreon so we appreciate that um, so uh, we can go into um, other stuff um, at the end but um, our topic tonight is actually um, a, a director a, a fairly famous director in the horror community uh, has, has uh, come to join us to talk about something different, uh, not just movies, specifically a novel that uh, he actually just wrote that is coming out shortly. And uh, we can uh, get into details on that uh, when we talk to him, how you can uh, find uh, information on the book, but also we're going to discuss the book. And that's um, director, and screenwriter, filmmaker, and now novelist, uh, Simon Rumley is going to join us. Uh, now, Barrett, um, I believe even though uh, we've done numerous episodes on his movies on the podcast in the past prior to you joining the Dark Discussions News Network, uh, I believe you haven't seen any of his films. And, and this actually may be your first experience with Simon Rumley, his, his upcoming novel. Correct. Yeah, I have not seen any of his films. Um, you've given me a list to to look through, so I'm going to catch myself up because i need to yeah I, I think his most famous is um red white and blue uh which is a uh a movie that takes place in uh the texas area uh, austin texas area and uh won many accolades at uh film festivals and only about 10 years ago eight years ago something like that um Fangoria magazine had their top 200 horror films of all time. Um, and uh, Simon Rumley made the list, I think, twice, maybe three times. Uh, and Red, White and Blue was, was one of the movies to make that list. Um, and That's so, impressive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It is it's a really good movie, uh, as well as much of his other work as well. Um, but we, we can... Um, to talk about those maybe after you uh what we've been watching sometime in a future episode where you can tell us oh i saw red white and blue and this is what i thought about it yeah uh, but uh besides that i guess we can probably get into our interview so uh let's let's bring in uh simon rumley and uh, have him uh tell us uh, why he's joining us So we do have our guest tonight, uh, Barrett, and uh, our guest is actually from 
probably six-hour time zone right, difference right now because I, I believe he's in Berlin, Germany. Uh, but he's a, uh, mostly a, a Londonite, uh, so usually five hours. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself and uh, let everybody know who you are? Sure thing. Well, my name is Simon Romley, and uh, yep, I'm coming coming from Neukölln, which is southeast Berlin. But I, I usually come from uh, Brixton, uh, London, and uh, I'm a filmmaker. I've been so for the last twenty odd years, film uh, director, writer, and I've just turned my hand over COVID to writing my debut novel called The Wobble Club. Indeed, indeed, and, and uh, one thing I want to bring up about since you brought your film career up and your novel, uh, mm. I like the, the rogue reference in, in, in the book. Uh, I, I, I may be pronouncing his name wrong, but the director, R-O-E-G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I know you, you've worked with him uh, a lot in the past, and uh, rest in peace. But um, it was cool to see that you, you uh, brought his reference Thank in you. there, among other uh, great films and, and yeah. uh, talent. So that was kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, that's nice. Nice to for you that you, 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 you spotted that. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and uh, it's a, uh, it was a, uh, I don't know, just pretty cool. So that's why I brought it up. But um, so what, why are you here? What, what were you uh, uh, on our podcast for tonight? Well, so I, I have, I did do a crowdfunding um, campaign, um, but I, I actually do think we've missed that now. But um, I guess you know, I don't know when this will come out, but the 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 novel will be released later in the year. Um, so, in, in both an ebook form and a you know physical novel that you can hold it in your hands. In in the UK, it will be sold in shops and it, it all you know good indie and and indeed kind of um, whatever the, the reverse of India is you know kind of traditional places like Waterstones and Foils and and I guess the ebook will be available globally. So um, yeah, hopefully um, some of your readers may be inspired to either either buy it from uh, the, the actual novel or, or get the ebook. Uh, yeah, indeed, indeed. And uh, the the title of the book, uh, you didn't mention it, but it's uh, The Wobble Club, right? That's right. Yeah, and um, it is a, uh, a, a novel of, you, you mentioned to us, uh, 120,000 words or so. Uh, myself and Barrett, um, I've read the book because um, it's always best to uh, bring folks on uh, so that we can actually talk about the book instead of just um, like like we see so much on on regular television and such. But uh, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, a bit due to the holidays because uh, all this happened right during uh, Christmas and New Year's. Um, it unfortunately uh, made us miss your your crowdfunding. But uh, fortunately, we can we're still able to have you on, so you can uh, give us some information about uh, the novel. Uh, why don't you let us know what what it's all about, uh, like a synopsis. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, as you said, it's called The Wobble Club, and it's about a morbidly obese couple who live in South London, um, just off the Elephant Castle roundabout, which is quite a famous part of South London. And um, she, I don't know what the weights would be in, because I know between Europe, England, America, the rest of the world, that there's there's stones, there's pounds, there's kilograms. But in, in England, um, he would be weighing about 42 stone. And she'll be weighing about 36 stones. So they, they're both, they both can walk, but not terribly, not terribly far with, without it being a problem for them. Um, they have mobility scooters. They, they both got jobs. She, she works in a um, DIY store in, in, near London Bridge, and he has his own online business, um, 
for make, making suits for the um, um, oversized gentleman, um, and it's called Suits You, Sir. And it's basically what happens when he decides he wants to go on a diet after the death of one of his friends, well, actually one of their friends, from, um, f again, from, from basically um, the effects of obesity um, or morbid obesity. And, and so he decides that he wants to go on a diet, and it's about what happens when his, his girlfriend refuses to go on, on a diet. So it's very much about the conflict and, and the drama and the, the heartbreak that, that comes from, from that, really. Yeah, Just to put it in perspective, 42 stones is 588 pounds for our American listeners. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's what I was about to say, too. Uh, okay. for, uh, for, for, the, for the Canadians uh, and Australians and, and whoever else, I have no idea what other people use for formulas. But uh, kilograms, it's uh, 267. So, so I, I, assume, I assume people use kilograms for weight. I, I have no idea. Uh, yeah. I'm an American, so I don't, I don't know any, anything. But <laughs> they, they, they do in some countries, as I said. It, it's kind of confusing because the, the weight system is, is I, I don't know, you know, with with different national national currencies and of course languages, it's, it's generally pretty self-evident. But um, the metric system and weighting is 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 completely confusing. Well, 42 sounds better than 588 to me. <laughs> yeah, it certainly does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Um, now, now uh, as, as we said, uh, me and Barrett uh, uh, re read the novel, so so we, we have uh, seen specifically in the novel um, uh, a lot of the things that um, you, you may have, have referenced. And uh, and when I interviewed you way back um, about a few of your films, um, I, I mentioned that that uh, you you uh, are, are I guess. Um, more than just well, let's just put it easily. You're an artiste in a sense that how you write, but where where yeah. you're trying to say something, you're not just you know doing entertainment necessarily. Yeah. And um, one one of the things uh, that was, uh, I felt was interesting about this novel, precisely uh, now, uh, and its release coming up in 2023 versus last year when when we've seen uh, folks um, try to normalize. Um, weight as 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 not as important as a well. In other words, weight weight has always been used as as for beauty purposes. And so last year in 2022, there was a lot of folks like Jordan Peterson and a few other folk who came out and tried to say that that being overweight is still not healthy, even if we try to normalize it. And uh, myself, I, I've lost uh, 40 pounds in the past year myself, um, just to yeah, look better yeah, and yeah. whatnot, similar to what you said in your, your uh, um, note that comes yeah. with, with uh, all the book, the book and everything. Um, and I was curious, uh, was that intentional? Because I know you wrote it because, because of um, your own weight problems that you said you had at, in the London underground and whatnot, but mm. was it also as a commentary about how they're trying to normalize heaviness last year in 2022? No, it wasn't, to be honest. I mean, I, you know, like, like all my ideas, some of, you know, some come very quickly and some very slowly. This was, this is actually very, you know, if, going back to the films, because that's what I know best, you know, this is that kind of, you know, that, that Hollywood ele elevator pitch, you know, it's about a morbidly obese couple and what happens when one decides to go on a diet and the other doesn't. 
or the other doesn't want to, um, and the conflict that arises from that. You know, that is your that's that's the kind of pitch that every every idiot in in, in Hollywood and the, the rest of the world can get. Um, and so so that just came to me at some point, like, probably about five years ago. Um, and and I you know I've I I've been wanting to write a novel for a long long time, and and the time was never right, and I was busy with films and stuff, and then. And then I, I was coming to my own conclusions about, you know, taking a bit of time off from filmmaking and then COVID struck. So, so to be honest, the, the timing was ultimately just um, kind of, you know, well, I don't know if it was good luck for me or, or quite how you describe it, but it was serendipitous, I, I guess. Um, so, and, and, you know, and, and I think what's interesting in the UK, and I suspect it's the same in, Amer- in, in America, is, is that, you know, the country is generally getting more obese and, and, and papers are, you know, every, whether it's the, the, the kind of the, the quality broadsheets like The Guardian or The Times or whether it's more the tabloid um, articles uh, through, you know, things like The Sun and, and The Daily Mail, you know, there's a lot of writing about obesity. Um, and, 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 you know, like what I do with most of my films, I take an idea and then push it to, to the extreme. Um, and I, I, I think there's more actually probably more with obesity in America than in England, but it, it doesn't seem that that's going to stop anytime soon. So I, I just, I, it was just, it's, it's a fascinating, fascinating subject. And, and as I said, it's something that, you know, I've never, I, I can't say I've ever been morbidly obese, but I certainly have been obese. And, and, you know, it's a subject that at some point in, in one's lives, you know, maybe not if you're 20 or even 30, but, you know, as your metabolism starts going down and, if, if you know if if you like drinking and you like eating then it's something that you know as we know the older we get it's obesity is is and being overweight is something that we all well the majority of us come across so i i thought it was a fascinating subject because it's it, it, you know it's that there's that there's that saying you know there go i but by the grace of god you know we can all it, it doesn't take uh, much of a stretch of imagination for me to think well you know i was i was overweight i was obese i was drinking a lot I was eating a lot. Um, so, so, you know, I don't think I'd have ever been gone to that next stage of, of morbid obesity, but, you know, you can kind of see, see with, with ver- some kind of, you know, some, some kind of alternative world that, that I, I could have gone, gone that way. And then, you know, some other people could have gone that way. So it's it, so, yeah. So that's kind of really more the background of that, I think. Yeah. And along the lines of the idea of normalizing it, I mean, I'm overweight. I know I need to lose weight. I'm also on medicines that make it harder to lose weight. And I'm getting into the 50 year old area where it's harder to lose weight. So it's interesting concept in your book and just talking about it um, because I don't like being overweight. You know, I don't want it to be normal. (laughs) <laughs> but it's something that society seems to be trying to normalize. Um, so it is interesting. It, it, it's it's such a you know I, it's such a fascinating subject because and and you know and, and this is something I was really careful to try and highlight in the novel that it's you know your body, your life, your decision, and 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 so you know if if you want to be you know skinny like you know kind of you know eight stone. Um, because you know, and really skinny, then that's fine. And if you want to be again, you know, you know, forty-eight stone, then and that makes you happy, then then again, you know, why not? Um, but of course, there there is this thing that um, hang on, sorry. um, that you know, there is this thing. It's like 
um, there, there is a point that that weight does damage you. Um, and and you know, and as as you guys read it, you know, one one of the characters goes to the hospital and of, of a suspected heart attack, which I I don't want to give too much away, but you know, but and the doctors say that you know, if you if you don't carry on or whatever you do carry on like this, you will be dead, you know, by the time you're forty. And she's you know, she's like, fuck off, you know, I, what do you know? You don't know anything. You know, I don't care about you know about this and and it's like well that's fair enough you know that's your that's your life but but then there's this there's this nagging thing it's like well but why why would you want to kind of do this you know such harm to yourself and 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 you know with the potential of 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 actually killing yourself but then of course you can say the same thing about alcohol and the same thing about about um smoking and and you know it's the same thing with eating you know who's who's really to tell someone that they shouldn't you know smoke 100 cigarettes a day you know it's it's pretty you know common fact that if you do do that it's maybe going to shorten your life but if if that makes you happy you know for whatever reason or, or you and you don't want to stop then it, it's kind of down to you really so it's it's a, it's, a, it's i think it's a fascinating kind of um juxtaposition of of, of all these things um you know, it's, it's your life but do you really want to die um yeah well and you hit us sorry phil go ahead I was going to follow up on that, um, and that, that's that's an excellent point. And you did mention that in, in your note that comes with the book. But I was thinking as I'm reading um, the book and, and the characters and whatnot, and we learn further about the characters, um, and, and based off of your own own movies and, and the characters in your own movies, mental illness. Now, even if these folk have a right to do what they want. It's their body. It's their choice and whatnot. The characters seem to be doing it because of personal demons, inner demons, yeah. uh, things that have happened to them that they haven't been able to deal with, say, how other folk may be able to deal with. And had they gone for help or wanted to change because they know what is happening to them isn't necessarily healthy. As, as you, I mean, the first thing would be, uh, you know, possibly diabetes, and then then we get into all the way to possible amputation and 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 things of that nature, as, as you mentioned um, in, in the novel with one of the characters. But is it is mental? Were you trying to focus these characters' mental illness even more so than their choice? to do as they want and not being told to do um, a healthy lifestyle, they say the government or, or somebody else. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, what's a good point. Cause I, I, I mean, I've never once mentioned the word in the novel, but I, I suppose when I was writing it, I, I was treating it more as an addiction. And, and of course, you know, if you are, if you do have addictions, then that's, it's, you're right. It's a very similar, if not same territory as, as mental health, um, and 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 um, and you know, it goes back to what I was saying about you know, smoking, drinking, drugs. You know, there's generally reasons why people suffer addiction, and 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 you know, I I think uh, you know, and and again, from what I read, is, is that you know, people who are more kind of generous towards addiction and, and how it's you know formed and, and why it's there, you know, say that actually. You know, addiction is is a mental illness, 
and 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 as you say that you know there's you know maybe and and I you know I, I maybe there is a reason that you know a lot of addicts are are addicts you know um, as you say you know whether it's you know something that they've lived through whether it's abuse I don't know whether it's um, and and so yeah so I I think. I think you know with with eating it's it's and again it's like you know it's so easy to understand well to, to kind of feel I think an empathy for this because you know I'm very happy you know someone you know put a box of chocolates and I I I'm I will very easily eat more of course you know would I eat like you know 50 box of chocolates probably not but um but you know where is that stopping point you know where is that point when I actually you know you give someone a box of chocolates they take one someone may take five someone will eat the whole box and then someone will eat 20 boxes and and it's like you know that that degree of you know what do we need you know from this box of chocolates um and 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 same with food it's like you know we go to a restaurant or we cook ourselves a meal um so you know you have a hamburger and, and fries let's say okay that's fine but you know that's kind of what you know most people have and then but then but then would you have a, a you know a double you know a, a, a half a pounder instead of a quarter pounder, and then and then actually would you have you know you know three quarter pound or three half pounders? And again, it's it's it, I, I, there is something in you know a trigger in the brain which some people can say, well, actually yes, I'm going to stop because this isn't good for me. And I think you know again, with, without having any knowledge of any kind of psychoanalytical you know perspective on addiction so it'd be very easy to say i have got no idea what i'm talking about but i, I still think there's something in, in in the brain which you know there's a trigger which uh, enables some people to say no stop that's enough um and and for some people not to be able to say you know no that's enough um and and you know and i, and I think i kind of think it's almost a, it is a first you know 20th 21st century malaise because whilst i'm sure you know of course we read through history that there were you know you know opium addicts and heroin addicts and and probably alcoholics you know i i, I don't think I, I think as history has gone on and 20th and and, and society has you know mature, matured or indeed immature in a way you know it, that there's more options and more ways of just really comforting yourself about some some you know something that maybe you're not really willing to admit is wrong Barrett, you were about to ask something. Well, I was going to ask about that, but I have another question. Um, yeah, so go right ahead. the one of the I don't want to get into spoilers. Um, one of the characters that decides to eat less decides to use perhaps a more unhealthy method, just a different direction. That is also a mental illness um, problem. I'm just curious. That thread seems to kind of go away. We don't follow it through its completion. So I'm curious about that one. Um, the purging. And, yes. and the bulimia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, again, you're absolutely right. And, and again, you know, I mean, do, is, in, a, in a weird way, that, that seems even more of a kind of mental, issue, mental health issue than maybe kind of eating too much because, because that's about dysmorphia, isn't it, and, and bodily shape and 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 again, I mean, it's obviously not a normal thing to do. Um, I mean, I, I think with that, I I I think you know my, I, I guess he. That's an interesting point. You know, whatever happens to that, I in my mind, you know, he, the, the guy does start losing weight, 
and, and uses that as an extreme thing to begin with. And at some point, you know, he's, you know, he is able to ex exercise. And as, as you know, from reading the book, you know, just, you know, he, he does more and more exercise and, and he's healthier and, and, and bit by bit, he, he, um, you know, he, I think he feels that he no longer needs to, to actually physically throw his hands down his throat to make himself sick. And, and also to begin with, I think he, he was doing that as, because he, he didn't want to, he didn't want his, his partner to confront, well, to, to see that he was on a diet because again, you know, and, and a lot of my films are about, you know, miscommunication, lack of communication, not quite having the, the, the ability or the courage to be honest, you know, which is a thing that I guess, you know, at times everyone, again, you know, we all go through that, like, well, you know, white lies and, and, and more. So, so, so the bulimia, I think, is as much as anything was, was him kind of living a normal life with his girlfriend who, who didn't want to diet, but still doing what he wanted to do, which is diet. So, um, but in, in my mind, yeah, I, I think at some point he, because he, of course, at some point she, she finds out. So I think at that point, he's probably like, I, I don't need to shove my hands down my throat and, and make me sick, make myself sick anymore. Because I, I, I mean, that's something I've never done. And, you know, I, I've tried sticking my hands down my throat just to not necessarily to make myself sick. But it's such a, you know, repulsive, tough thing to do. And you know, and and I, and, I, and again, I did a lot of research, and you know, you know, it cuts your, you know, your teeth kind of cut your cut the skin, and you start bleeding, and 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 you know, retching is is such a, you know, some occasionally it's cathartic, I think, you know, but but generally speaking, you know, being sick on on a daily basis, self-induced vomit when you've just eaten, you know, it's you know something again that you 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 you're supposed to enjoy eating your food. You know, certainly in a Western, you know, world and Western civilization, and you do enjoy it. And then, you know, five minutes later, you're there making yourself vomit. I mean, yeah. Again, it's you know, I, I think it, for me, you know, one of the things that did fascinate me is is that you do have the the, the excess of eating, uh, co co you know, con contrast with, with something, you know, like bulimia and purging. Um, and and again, all these things just seem kind of extremes of of kind of human behavior to be honest and and and, and that and for that reason you know I, I again i thought it was an endlessly fascinating subject really which hasn't really i don't think it's been really you know it's almost like in a way you know weight loss and and, and obesity is is a, it's still a bit of a taboo to be honest um in 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 the western world now, um, oh, uh, oh i was um, just gonna say yeah. yeah it just was uh I, I you confirmed what I thought, so that that's helpful. And um, it, we do go on to the other character. We place a there's a higher focus on that other character. So I yeah. didn't think it was a lost thread that you didn't write about. I just think it kind of went away because of this. What's happening? Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Well, yeah. well, and, and his his reasons, for, or, or let me rephrase that: uh, the individual's reasons, the character's reasons, um, are to hide the fact that he's on a diet, not because he necessarily was truly bulimic, if that makes any right. sense. And yeah. that was the interesting aspect of the, the whole thing because he had, um, I guess he didn't have the courage to fight with, uh, the, the his, his, his significant other, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I, and I think also to a point, you know, he probably, you know, going on a, on any kind of diet and, and, and announcing it to the world, you know, if you are overweight, 
um, is, you know, it's uh, or announcing anything like, well, this is what I'm going to do. You know, it does put you under a spotlight to see, well, but can you do it? And and so I, I think, you know, this, you know, the, well, the character, he he's never gone on a diet before, um, and you know, it's it's really hard. You know, it, it's on in some respects, losing weight is incredibly easy because you just eat less and you probably you know, and you eat healthier and you exercise more. But in the same, you know, same in exactly the same breath, all those things are way harder. You know, the, the physical, the, the mental kind of, um, I, I suppose, um, kind of, you know, self-respect that you have, well, the, the mental kind of, you know, um, actually doing those things, as we know, is, is a lot, is a lot harder than, than they may sound. So I think also, you know, he, he you know, when he went on, the, when he, in the novel, when he starts going on it, I don't think he, I think he thinks he can probably, you know, get a, you know, Go on the diet and succeed, but he's not 100% sure because he's never done it before. And it is, you know, it is a tough. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, Much easier to stagnate and just it, sit still. It, it is. It is. You know. You know. As in, you know, anything in life, it's easier just to accept your lot and just, you know, kind of try and pretend, pretend you're, you're, you know, you don't mind it, rather than, you know, what he does is he he, he goes on this very proactive route to change his life, which of course, as we see, you know. The, the point of any kind of literature or any kind of film is is usually about how how people's lives are changed sometimes for the better sometimes for worse and and in this particular reason you know instance he's a guy that in his mind he's changing his life for the better and and you would imagine in the majority of readers minds they would probably think he was changing his life for the better as well but maybe not every reader now um I, I like that point that you brought up because there's a, a handful of characters um, in in the book that are the type that think it's just easier to not change or not you know you know it's easier just to not do exercise or, or whatnot or, or whatever yeah. and and uh, one of them it it was frightening well actually both but but one specifically it was frightening to see that. This individual was that much of a defeatist that even after a major change in their life where they become disabled, they decide that it's easier to give up completely, meaning life and and whatnot, rather than saying, you know what, this is a a huge wake up and I can still do something about it, which oddly is what one of the lead characters decides to do based off of what they see from this character. But the frightening thing was, is that this character was that easily apt to say, you know what? I just give up that that's easier than actually working out. And, and, and I thought that was interesting. Why, why did you want that? Because that was a whole big chapter in there. And to explain that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and you know, to, to, to my mind, that's, that's the kind of, you know, Nicholas Cage leaving Las Vegas kind of moment, but with, with food instead of alcohol. And, and um, I, I think you know it's it's interesting. I've I've got I've got friends. You know, as the older you get, the more you have friends who are a bit ill and you know who do have diabetes and are, are overweight and 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 you know and, and I've had a few you know minor health issues, nothing you know crazily bad, you know, touch with. Um, but I've, I'm like, well, okay, I don't really want to go on medication. I don't really want to take pills that I'll have to take for the rest of my life. So I'm going to try and change my life, um, you know, my lifestyle a little bit, you know, w- without changing it too much and see if I, if I can get rid of those health problems. Um, 
and you know and some you know these things are sometimes easier said than done but you know i i've i've met people friends who you know who who do have diabetes but are drinking nine pints of beer a day um but uh, and and they've got a massive beer belly um but they they're, they're happy with that because they're, they're 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 taking pills from the doctors um but of course the pills from the doctors it doesn't make the beer belly go away or it doesn't make the diabetes go away it, it, it just makes it kind of you know it, it kind of kind of halts it somehow and, and in, in my mind that that's just kind of wrong really so um i i, I you know i and i think you know a lot of people whether it's in the uk um or that's in america i don't know so much but you know people you know and and i, I well again i've got two you know, I've got a, so on the flip side again. I've, I've got a friend who was who, who went to hospital. She was told she had way way too much cholesterol, and and she was kind of you know the flip side of that. She was like freaked out. She she did a lot of research on what causes cholesterol, and I think she gave up drinking and she gave up eating cheese, uh, which was her kind of you know her chocolate, and she gave up a few other things. And then when she went back, you know, three months later. Um, they're like, wow, you've done amazing. Your cholesterol's kind of way, way, you know, better, better than it ever was, and, and you know, and well done. So, but again, I, I think you know that, that's just you know different people, different attitudes. But I, I think it is fascinating to, and I think with with the character in the book, you know, part of him it was a bit, it's a bit kind of you know, fuck you, it's, it's a bit punk rock, you know, and and I, I think you know that character, I think you know sometimes you need you need people in your life. You know, whether it's family, whether it's you know, whether it's your partners or, or even you know your best friends, to, to just have that care and to say, you know, you know, actually, you know, we're not going to let you do this. We're we're going to help you go the other in the other direction for better. And and you know, not not everyone in life has you know that family, those partners, those friends. Um, you know, so I I think you know the, the guy who did. You know, did go the opposite direction and, and you know eat himself to death. You know, it's like he obviously didn't you know have the love that he needed really to to stop him from doing that. And as you say, you know that wake up call it almost works for him, but it didn't quite. Um, so I, I think you know, from, to my mind, he he serves as a as a as a plot point very much, as you say, to to kind of inspire our you know our our hero or our anti hero depending on how you want to call him. To actually, to actually go down the diet route, um, and I thought it was important just to have, yeah, the flip side of the, the positivity that he shows to show also the negative negativity, because there are many people who you know are overweight and don't give a fuck, and and you know, and and why should they, you know? But and and that's that's also very much in the English kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's my life, I'll do what I want again. So yeah, so again, yeah, it's almost like these these. This this kind of circular argument that it's, it is your life. You can do what you want, and if you want to eat yourself to death, then well, you know, it, why not really? Um, but again, you would hope that actually people would be able to find enough positivity in life to um to actually not go down that self-destructive route. But then again, you know, that, then you bring into it's back to what I was saying. I don't know. It's the same with, with addiction. You know, same with with drinking. And you know, why do people just actually? You know, what is their death wish? You know, I I always think Shane McGowan of of the Pogues is a really interesting character. Oh, yeah. Who, yeah. by by most accounts should have died many years ago of of alcoholic poisoning, but um, is still there. You know, still can hardly talk, but you know, and can hardly function, but and and has his you know his 
his girlfriend as as Kara. Um, but you know, however many years later, he's still you know he's still he's still drinking. I think a lot, and he's still he's still alive, and he's still you know making paintings and or drawings or whatever. So uh, yeah, it's it's an endless endlessly fascinating subject, really. One of the other themes that I, I see in this novel are how the lack of love can lead to addiction in something and how addiction can be confused with love. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Huh. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess as I was saying, I mean, yeah, I think a lot of my, the, the films that I've done have, have been about, you know, about, and, and certainly that I've written have been about, you know, lack of communication and, and lack of understanding and, and, the, 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 you know, often therefore, you know, the, the lack of love somehow, um, and and I think, you know, love is, you know, it's very easy to sound very kind of, kind of, um, kind of, kind of, I don't know, manly pamby or, or kind of, um, kind of twee about love, but you know, just having, the, but love is, you know, it's, it's 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 does it is it all healing? Does it heal everything? No. But you know, if you have love in your life, and it doesn't matter whether it's you know from a from a you know a mother to a child, or you know from a lover to a lover, or, or a best friend to a best friend, but you know, I, I I think I you know it's such an important part of you know life, and 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 in England, you know, there's increasingly I don't know again what it's like in America or Canada, but increasingly you know people in, when newspapers write about you know an epidemic of loneliness, um, and you know, and and which which again in, in itself is you know is is essentially a lack of love, you know, um, and and which again is tragic. You know, people live their lives, and you know sometimes you know, and then they grow older, or their friends die, or, or maybe they just don't have many friends in the first place, and and just you know, and and you know, I, I'm someone who loves being by myself, but but you know, I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't want to you know have live my whole life you know completely alone, and you know, so it, I, I think you know. I suppose you know. I suppose when you're looking at drug addiction, um, then again, it, it's as I, you know, saying earlier on, it, it seems like that there's people trying to fill a void, you know, and 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 if that void is love, then you know, you imagine that probably you know that probably would you know answer a lot if you know if if um, you know if if people do have the kind of support systems in their life to actually say, you know what, you know, I I really you know, care for you so much that I, I prefer you not to do this. And of course, that doesn't always work. You know, sometimes addicts are addicts for many, many different reasons. And, you know, it, it, often it seems so simplistic talking about these things. But yeah, I, I think, um, I, I do think, you know, a lot, you know it, and, and you, you look at, you know, many things, you know, whether it's rich people, successful people, you know, the, the majority of them, when, when asked, you know, certainly the, the wiser ones, you know, what's the most important part of your life? You know, it's it's not the fame, it's not, it's, it's nothing. It's 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 the family. It's the family and friends. You know, time and time again, and and I, th I think most people know that, but not everyone's able to get to that point that they can, you know, with their hand on their heart, say, well, actually, I do have a family and I do have a friends. You know, um, you know, and and having that is, you know, is makes you probably you know, richest of all, really. Now, um, the, you, you mentioned uh, leaving Las Vegas earlier, and. Um, even though this this book goes into, I guess, a thriller slash horror type theme for the last act of the book, mm -hmm. um, the 
the, the the whole idea of the of the couple reminded me very much of uh, a day of wine and roses, and um, it also reminded me of uh, a lot to do with a uh, cluster B as well uh, for behavioral health, as based off of um, the, the horrible things that occurred to the, both folk when they were younger. Um, were, were you were you trying to specifically um, uh, use the weight issue similar to a day of wine and roses and, and, and the Jack lemon and Lee Remmer character in that. And, and were you trying to show that maybe one of the characters did have a cluster B personality? And that's the reason why that individual acted as they did at the end versus, versus the person that tried to um, go on the diet. Um, I'll have to be honest and say, I think maybe a day of wine and roses, um, oh, seriously? Huh? Yeah, yeah, you should yeah. see that. You should see that movie because you'll see a lot of similarities with that movie and this book. Your, your own novel. I, yeah. I, I've, written, I've written it down. Um, yeah. And and the cluster B personality. What is that? I, I'm not. Uh, cluster B. Um, well, that that's four personalities traits: uh, antisocial, borderline, narcissist, and uh, histrionic. And and the characters seem to me to be maybe borderline and histrionic. Uh, so basically, um, uh, because of what happened to them in the past, they dissociate with the, everything around them. They, like, for example, uh, Gil, as, as a character, would, would um, try to avoid the fact and didn't believe the fact that necessarily her weight was an issue or yeah. um, her trying to um, convince Brawley not to go on the diet and to stop and all these other things. Um, so it, it, it made me feel like that she was really damaged while Brawley was simply a defeatist until he woke up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's ab absolutely correct. Um, and I, I think, you know, I, I think what's, you know, I mean, in the novel, she's like in her mid thirties and he's, he's, I think early forties. Um, and, and, you know, I think in terms of, you know, what is therapy and, and, and what is, you know, there, there's so much has come out in the last 10 years about how many people have been abused, whether it's by institutions or, or you know, through their home life. Um, and and it, it seems to be a lot more, you know, prevalent than I, I guess anyone who hasn't been abused ever, you know, realized. And, and, and I think it's only now that in the last, you know, five, ten year, decade, really, that, you know, people are starting to be able to talk about it, and same with mental health, and that, you know, these things, you know, are not necessary to be ashamed of, and, and um, you know, they can, you know, there are ways in which, you know, talking about it, and I suppose, you know, going to therapy can, can somehow give some kind of, um alleviation from that pressure of, of just not talking to anyone about it. Um, so, um, yeah, so I, I think she's one of these characters who has literally, as you say, bottled up these bad experiences um, very deliberately and, and again has, has blanked them out, especially because, you know, she, she tried approaching people about it and she was rejected by those people. Um, so, she, you know, at some point in her life, she wanted to talk about it. She was, her, her, her desire to do that was, was, was just curtailed. And so she, she kind of reacted to that, you know, badly as well. Um, 
And so, yeah, I, I think you're right. You know, in, in a different world, and, and maybe today, you know, in, if you know, if 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 this all happens, you know, as as, as what happened to her you know, when she was younger happened today, then maybe you know, she wouldn't have gone down the route that she's gone down. But I think it was a very deliberate decision and very much a kind of you know fuck you to society really. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think I think if I understand the correct the, the question, I, I think you're probably correct in what you're saying. Right. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, uh, and I, I I come from you know much like with my films, I I come you know I, I don't I studied law at university, um, and and I've always had an interest in kind of psychology and stuff but I, I you know I, I I'm not I'm in no respect whatsoever an expert so so you know I, the characters come you know really from what what I feel organically um, rather than any kind of absolute research you know I, I did I did do a lot of research but it was more just kind of reading newspaper articles um, and and on and chat forums and you know and and watching some TV stuff uh, about People who are this severely overweight and, and and listening to them and and just you know trying to hear hear what they say really and how how some you know are, 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 have got to where they they got to in their lives really. Uh, Barrett, what do you got? So style-wise, this kind of um, reminds me of Stephen King a little bit and a uh, little bit of J. A. Conrath. Um, where would you put yourself? Is, because it's not straight horror. Yeah. Um, so what inspired this direction for the book? Well, it's very character driven and yeah. characters that are in weird situations. Yeah. I mean, to, to be honest, I, I think, I, I think that's just my kind of natural tendency because I think if you look at my films um, or certainly a lot of them, or certainly the ones that I've written, um, and I'm, I'm trying to get away from that just because it confuses people. Well, certainly it seems to confuse film executives. But, um, you know, they, they are about um, normal people who end up in, in un, well, in abnormal situations and, 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 you know, in dramatic situations which become extreme. Um, and, and, you know, I, as, as you, you know, as, as Phil probably knows from our previous conversations, you know, I'm, I'm a big horror fan, um, you know, and my films have, you know, play the horror circuit. So, you know, I love going to the film festivals and, 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 and watching, you know, a lot of, you know, horror films. Of, of, but, uh, and, and at film festivals, you know, there's a lot of dark films. They're not just, just horror. And, and so I think to, to, to my mind, you know, I, I call, you know, with films, I, I call it not so much, a lot of stuff that I did, not so much horror, but extreme drama. And, and I think this, this is exactly the same. You know, it's, it, it's, it's about a kind of relatively, you know, a, a relatively normal situation, shall we say, and it's just pushed to you know one extreme after another. Um, and and could it happen in real life? You know, yeah, I think it could. You know, um, most of my films can kind of you know I, I, I base them in in a reality, and and so that hopefully you understand that reality, you go with that reality, um, and and so you empathise with the people, you kind of understand them to a point, so that when it does, when you know when the shit does really you know hit the fan, then then you're a lot more with them than, you know, a lot of horror films where there is no character development. Um, you know, and the character development is literally, you know, a couple of sentences at the beginning of the film. And and, and then you've got to, you know, go through 90 minutes of, of a high, you know, high concept, you know, pitch idea 
um, which you know sometimes works really well, sometimes doesn't. Um, but but you know at the end you're like, well, again sometimes that was a that was a great you know 90 minute roller coaster ride. Sometimes you're like, for God's sake, you know I, I don't you know I don't really care about any of these characters. You know I, I, the story isn't original. Why why am you know why have I wasted 90 minutes of my life? So I, I I'm I'm a big believer in you kind of you know you build characters up so that people can kind of understand them a little bit and then. And then, and then, yeah, then you drag them through, through the quagmire of you know depravity or, or whatever it is, really. Um, one quick note: I loved how the one character got everything they needed from uh, online ordering. Yeah, 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 yeah. As, as as we know, you can pretty much order anything. I I, I did actually go on the on the dark web once on on the Silk Road, um, and I was shocked. And I, I was basically there was a there was an article about that in in um. In the Guardian, which is you know one of the country's leading um, um, kind of um, newspapers, and and it, it was all about Silk Road, and, and and it basically showed you how how to do it. So I was like, ah, oh, that's interesting. Um, maybe I'll tr- try and do that. And, and you have to go through Tor browsers and Onion browsers, and and um, and to be honest, it took me didn't take me very long. It took me as as someone who's not computer literate at all, it took me probably about half an hour, kind of kind of following the instructions and also doing a bit more research. And and I ended up on Silk Road, you know, where literally you could buy guns, you could buy kilograms of heroin, grenades. It was just like, what the fuck? I, I, it was, it was. Um, I'm glad I did it. I, I didn't buy anything, but um, yeah, it was, it was. Again, I tried to do it. I was too lazy. It took too much work. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, and, and this is it. And and also, and and the buying of it, you know, most of it you had to pay for cryptocurrency. And, and I, I think when I did it, this was like about eight years ago. So then you'd have to, not, not that I was looking to buy any guns or heroin or anything, but it was just like, wow. But it was, it was, um, I can't remember why I mentioned that, but it, yeah, that was a fascinating experience. Now, um, to follow up with what Barrett said um, about comparing you to other authors and, and the other authors, as well as in your book, it's a ensemble cast. And uh, some of the characters, like the, the landlady and then Taxi Rob and various others, um, you, you build up their stories as well. Like you said, you, you don't um, just have that one line at the beginning of the movie and, and then that's yeah. it. You're, you're actually building background of these characters. But you, you said something that was interesting d- during this last um, conversation here that um, then you, you drag them through the depravity of the situations and whatnot. And yeah. and the thing that was interesting is is that, yeah, for, specifically for Brawley, for sure, because he decides to choose the people he associates with, never mind who, who, he's, who he lives with. Um, but some of these other characters, like Taxi, Rob, and whatnot, they, they kind of seem like they created their own depravity rather than you as the author dragging them through the depravity. And, yeah. and so I, I thought that was curious. And, and um, how then they, they land up in the, the circle with Riff Brawley and Gil. Um, it's it's Jill, 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 by the way. Oh, Gil. Okay, that's how you pronounce yeah. it, Jill. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, it is good to know. Uh, so uh, my, my question is, is w- did they purposely want those type of folks to gravitate to them, or were they so damaged themselves that those are the type of folks that would gravitate to them? Or, or were they that company themselves? I mean, obviously, I think Brawley wasn't because he was getting out of it. But sometimes, you know, you are who you keep company with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, Taxi Rob, you know, so, so there's, you know, and, and so when I was writing the book, what I wanted to try and do is explore, 
again, I, I didn't want it to be just a, a, you know a novel about you know how you know oversized people as 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 a, you know can be called sometimes you know are just you know these these people who don't have any friends and are just losers and which is often what you read about in the papers. Um, you know, I, I wanted them again, much like you know when we said that you know to show the the flip side of you know there's a guy who does want to go on a diet, but then there's you know a, a girlfriend who doesn't, and then there's there's a friend who actually doesn't you know wants to do the opposite of going on a diet and, has, and to eat himself to death. You know, I also want to say that you know you know there are many men and I guess women who are who are fast you know who are fascinated and, and sexually drawn to you know larger size women and 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 that again if you are a larger size woman then then you know that then why not you know um and and that it's you know there are many men who find you attractive and and so i i, I wanted to kind of you know again ex explore that side of it and and, and really with taxi rob and and blue eyed pete as well of course you know that they both carry their own kind of shame and guilt for actually thinking that liking and being attracted to to larger women is is wrong because because that's all that society ever ever says you know all society ever says is that you know you know you, you look at this billboard you look at that billboard you know it's 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 a slim models and of course again this is changing a little bit but i don't think it's probably changing you know at a rapid speed but i think it is changing a little bit but then, of course, as I said, it, it comes back to the contradiction that we we're discussing earlier on. But you know, there is, you know, it's your body; you can do what, with it what you want. But uh, it, by by being supersized and and morbidly obese, you know, are you actually, you know, actually killing yourself? Um, but certainly with Taxi Rob, you know, he he had, you know, as as I think often with sexual sexual peccadilloes, you know, he had this experience when he was very young. Um, uh, about a you know a a a girl who was a little older than him, kind of well you know jumping on him when she when he was in bed, when when she wasn't wearing many you know or when she was wearing a nighty, and and that was his seminal experience. You know he was like I think it was nine or ten, and so he was just about you know at the age where he could start to understand that maybe girls were a little bit different from boys, and maybe you know um and and, and he found it attractive. So so for him it, it's you know. That's the seminal experience, which is which is his first sexual experience, um, and 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 he's carried that his whole life. And, and again, you know, I think that's you know that's fascinating. Um, and and again, you know, so so that's that, I guess that's slightly different from Blue Eyed Pete, who's another character who, who we haven't discussed, but again, who who so so Taxi Rob is is slightly less sexual in a way than Blue Eyed Pete, who just really wants to you know have sex with with you know as as larger women as possible. Um, and and but I think you know, both Taxi Rob and Blue Eyed Pete, you know, you know, men especially, you know, being predators, they they find these people out, you know, they they, they find these women, they they go, you know, they they find the functions where these people, you know, where, where people like these them, you know, um, like do go, and and so Taxi Rob, you know, I think he he found out about this club where called the Wobble Club, and so I th I think he um, you know, he he, he would pick. Well, I, I think I, I wrote more of a backstory, but I think in the backstory he he did find out about this club and, and would pick people up, and, and it just so happens that for whatever reason he he got on with Jill and Brody quite well. But yeah, you know, I I, I think around like like all all kind of you know mini you know all kind of interesting things in life. You know, there are many many societies and 
and and you know like-minded people find like-minded people and it doesn't matter you know whether you're into punk music or whether you're into gardening or, or whether you're into you know um you know um uh, uh, oversized women you know that there's there's going to be um you know a a, a kind of a, a mini world around which all these things uh, evolve and i and so the characters you know and 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 I think you know, Taxi Rob, you know, I don't think he thinks essentially anything is wrong with him, um, and I, I I don't think there's anything wrong with him either. You know, again, it's like we're all free to you know be attracted to you know pretty much what we like, um, and and then of course with with the landlady Kim, I mean that that's different because that's again you know that's going back to what you're saying you know, with with bulimia, that's someone who's struggled their whole life because she has for whatever reason you know a low self-esteem why does she have low self-esteem we don't know but i i think you know i i i i mean personally i really like that chapter when when she when she sees broly because she she does recognize you know someone who's had again same problems as her and she actually wants to help and and in, in my mind you know you know and, and now he's thinking that she's attracted to him and actually she just realizes <laughs> that he's he's actually someone who's you know purging and that this is wrong she knows it's wrong because she's spent her whole life trying to fight it but yeah i mean i think the like-minded people always are going to find like-minded people somehow or that they're, they're going to literally search them out yeah yeah and, and it's interesting too the, the whole uh brawley and gill a uh, jill uh, relationship um itself is is i guess not standard because again they, they're having affairs with with folks that aren't their own significant other so that yeah. i thought that was interesting some people will say well that's just a lifestyle others people will say they're damaged but it depends on your perspective and, and i guess how people read read the characters in the book well, well again with that i i want i wanted to um you know make, make it that again that you know just because they 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 are you know especially large and aren't that mobile doesn't mean that you know that they can't still have you know a sexual sex life and that as i just saying you know that people find them attractive and that you know and they have you know, urges to, you know, um, and I think they've been together, you know, for quite a long time. So, so, you know, and, and so, so you know, they've maybe kind of lost that kind of interest in each other, but it's still, still within them really. Right. Um, now, Barry, um, I know we've, we've kept uh, Simon for a while and uh, you, you mentioned that you would probably have to go at a certain point. Um, Barry, do you have any last questions that you wanted to ask before we go? Uh, just my last question would be, so one of my favorite scenes that's very painful is the hotel scene. I'm just wondering, what was your favorite scene in the book to write, or do you have one that you really, really liked? Um, I mean, the hotel scene, as I say, it's it's pretty painful, but but you know, there is a humor there to it as, as well, of course. And, you know, it's that, yeah. So that, that was actually quite a fun scene to write, to be honest. Um, um, I mean, I have to say, I, weirdly, I did quite enjoy writing about all the amputation stuff and 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 uh, with with a Swedish nurse. That that was kind of fun. That was a great scene. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, and then, yeah, you know, you know what? It's so weird because you know, it, it took me about a, a year, maybe a little bit more, to write, and and I did a lot of rewriting, and and I think, I think I I probably wrote about two hundred thousand words, so. You know that's a lot. So I, I think if if I do this again, which hopefully I will at some point, you know, I, I hope that I'll be a bit more, well, better at not writing as much. 
Um, but favorite scene. Um, I, you know, scene actually I really like is the, um, it, well, I, I like the scene where they meet at the Wobble Club. I, I like the scene where they have the um, all you can eat carvery competition. That, that's that, that's kind of fun because it's 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 kind of it's quite symptomatic of of what they're going through. Um, and there, but there's quite a kind of um, somehow something quite positive. You know, it, it's it's all it's, it's there's quite um, a, a jubilant atmosphere to it, even though that they're they're just eating like crazy and. And and you know there's there's the kind of antagonism between all the characters, um, that that was kind of fun. So um, may, maybe that one actually. The Wobble Club is nicely placed to be very cathartic, <laughs> so it's quite interesting yeah. where yeah. you put it, where you placed it in the book, because you could have put that you know in a different place and it would have had a different feeling to it. But where it's sure. placed made it yeah. more important, I yeah. think. Well, well, you know, it's 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 really interesting having. You know, written scripts for the better part of thirty years, and 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 having edited films for the better part of well, pretty much the same, and and also having written a lot of scripts which, which do kind of mess with structure, and 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 I did find when I was editing it that actually, you know, there, there was a couple of chapters which I would have preferred not to have cut out, but I did because I just thought they they mess with the flow too much, even though it was chapters. On themselves, I think they worked, um, and and then something like that, you know, it, it wasn't an immediately obvious thing to, you know, to put where they meet at the end. But I think you're exactly right, you know, in terms of what happens, it, it, and I find this in films, you know, some and you know, um, um, Peck and Pod, you know, did this, you know, when when is, is it the Wild Bunch, you know, they're all dead, but the, the last the last kind of few shots are of all the guy who's kind of laughing, and you know, it, it's it's sometimes you just need that kind of counterbalance of, of of the darkness to 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 bring the audience back kind of thing even though you're not changing the darkness of what happens you're, you're just you know you, you've 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 gotten to a point you, you've made that point and then it's like well you know we don't want to dwell on that point forever move on and, and stuff so so but i well i'm glad you mentioned that because that's um yeah because the, the where they do meet is again is another quite ebullient i kind of i'd like to think kind of chapter which is a bit kind of it's kind of fun. It's a bit over the top, um, but but yeah, it's 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 where they meet. So kind of kind of romantic as well. I'd like to think. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Where 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 you place certain things in the book and and your pacing and stuff, it was perfect. Um, so when, when's the when's the um, screenplay coming? And and yeah. and the, the, <laughs> the movie. I, I I think Darren Aronofsky beat me to it. I haven't seen Whale yet. Um, ah. Is, is is it the Whale? Have you guys seen it? No, I have not seen it yet. Yeah. No, no. Um, but you know what? One of the reasons I, I wrote this is because I, I didn't really want to write it as a, as a, as a film. I think that was it, doing it as a film, I think it'd been very hard to make for many different reasons. Um, so if, if someone else wanted to do it, then I would love them to do it. But um, yeah, you, you probably won't be seeing me, me doing it any minute, any, any, any time too soon. Fair enough. Um, all right. So, um, we, we want to uh, have people know uh, maybe um, what other things that you've done and what other projects are coming up because I'm sure people you, you know you have a lot of folks that love your your films especially yeah. folks down in in Austin um, Texas and uh, if you want to bring up those are where people can uh, search for the discs or, or VODs and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, well, at the moment I, I've 
in terms of what, what's coming up, I've spent the last, once I finished the book, I spent most of last year, um, I suppose, developing screenplays. So I, I've got a few in development. We've got some pretty cool actors attached at the moment to a few different ones. Some are, you know, some are, and, and also I've kind of trying to go a little bit back to the, the more kind of, you know, red, white, and blue, but living the dead because, and, and my ABCs of death and little deaths because, um, you know, I had a lot of fun doing those. They were well-received. Um, and, and, and I, I, you know, as I said earlier, I, I love that genre of space and that genre of world. Um, and I kind of miss it really. So, and I, I've done a couple of dramas and an art house drama. And, um, and, and so, so I, I've, I think at the moment I've got maybe, I don't know, probably three kind of horror, horror kind of, you know, films. Um, one which I'm supposed to be having a potentially pretty good, well, no, actually a, a very cool, cool, I think in the next two weeks. Um, so I've got a few things in the pipeline, you know, ho hoping that one of them will, will kick off um, next, well, this year now. Um, and then in terms of the other films, I mean, I, I think, I, I, I guess you can still, to be honest, you know, once I've finished a film, I'm not very good at, you know, getting them everything out on Blu-ray and, 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 and special collector's editions or anything. But, but um, I think, so I guess you can still get, um, you know, things like Red, White and Blue and Living Dead on, on, on DVD. But actually, I, I kind of, I, I've been kind of almost waiting to do my next film you know, which is hopefully more in that horror vein again, to then actually make an effort to to really start getting things like The Living of the Dead and, and Red, White and Blue out on, on in more of the kind of special, you know, collector's editions, really. Um, so I, I, I guess all I can say is watch this space. Um, and, and who knows, hopefully by the time, I don't know when you're thinking of putting this out, but if it comes out when the novel is released, then then hope, I would hope by then that that will be September, that... that um. You know, maybe by then I have actually shot a, shot another film. We should well, see. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, if you want, I, I can try to get this out this week if you wanted it to be. And then if you wanted to come back in September when when, when the, the book is finally released and, and promoted again, we, we'd gladly have you on as well. Uh, okay. To you. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm always happy to, you know, chat as, as you can see. So, um, yeah, if, if, you, if you want to do that, that would be great. All right, yeah, yeah, because I, th I think we should get the buzz out uh, that book's coming and, yeah. and and have it on people's radar. So, yeah. uh, the, absolutely. So, so let's yeah. do that. Okay. Um, and then we can bring you back um, when the book actually comes out and talk more yeah. about it, too, for sure. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, so, uh, again, uh, you said it was coming out. Uh, for, if you want to give any other details about the book, is there like a website for it or anything like that? You know what? There actually isn't. Um, I, there is no, I mean, I, again, I've been a little, you know, I did the, the crowdfunding campaign and, um, to be honest, as, as the year progresses and, and, and I get further with, you know, I guess, I guess probably the best thing would be to follow me on Instagram, um, or Facebook, you know, and I'm Simon Romley on both of those. Um, and, and then, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be updating stuff slowly. I mean, I think with, with a novel, I've got to sign the contracts to the publishers. Then, then I've got to, then it's you know through the editing process, then the proofreading, then the book cover. And so, you know, none of these things happen overnight. Um, so, but I, as I said, I, I, I'm hoping by September, then, um, then, then, then we should be, it should be out there. 
Well, and if you put uh, the Wobble Club in uh, Google, the first thing that shows in the list is your novel, for me anyway. It shows the Indiegogo, right. but that gives a lot of information about the book, so it's Actually, worth going to that link. Actually, you're right. That, that's a good idea. That that gives, and and I, I and I do do updates uh, from time to time. So you know, when I do sign the contract, and when 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 we finish the <coughs> the um you know the um proof proofreading all that kind of stuff, then then I will be putting updates there. So actually, yeah, that, that's that's a good point. Yeah, the the good thing is there aren't many searches for the Wobble Club. So <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> right, right. That's W O B B L E. Yep, so, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That, that's a excellent, uh, well done, Vera, uh, uh, for bringing that up. So yeah. uh, Google the Wobble Club, and you can even add your Simon Rumley to to the search, and that will pop up, and that gives you a whole bunch of information about the book and and stuff. So that's great. Um, all right. Anything else you wanted to say, uh, Barrett? Uh, uh, or well, actually, let me just ask you, Simon, because Barrett, you'll you'll stay on. <laughs> Um, no, I, I don't think so. You know, um, I, I hope you enjoyed it, and and it sounds like you kind of you know, because actually to be honest, you know, I haven't really I, I've spoken. I don't think I've read met spoken to anyone who's actually read it at this point. So so it's been you know fascinating for me to you know have your questions and stuff, and um, so it seems like you get it and and um, appreciate it and stuff. So that was um, so yeah, no, no. Uh, so so thank you again. Thank you so much for taking the time to to actually read it because you know as we know, r- reading a novel is. Uh, it's uh, you know it's, it's not it's not like watch it's not even like watching a film. Um, it does take you know time and effort. So no, much appreciated. Thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah indeed, indeed, appreciate it. And uh, um, we'll look forward to uh, uh, seeing you. Actually, the book in out there. You know when it comes out in, in I guess nine months, right? And um, yeah. and uh, have a safe trip back to to London when you when you head head back. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, and and I guess let me know when it's when it's up, and I'll I'll put it on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely, I'll uh, I'll uh, instant message you uh, when when the episode yeah, yeah, comes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. It'll, brilliant. It'll probably be within the next seven days, so I'll, I'll keep you posted. Okay, fantastic. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much. All right. Thanks, thanks, thanks for joining us. Great support, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. Right. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Right. Bye. So uh, Simon has just uh, uh, gone off to uh, take a phone call that I know he, he said he had another one. He, was, he did a phone call with us prior, and then he was going to do another one after. And uh, he actually stayed longer than we expected, uh, almost an hour. Uh, which yeah, was, he did. Yeah, and to be honest, I, I think I think he probably could have uh, stayed even longer if uh, he didn't have other <laughs> phone calls because he certainly was um, had a lot to talk about. And... Um, it's kind of interesting to find out that you and I may be the first people to have ever read his novel, not including um, editors and, and family that, you know, he's throwing stuff, ideas off of. Uh, that was kind of cool, I thought. What do you think? Yeah, and the fact that it, we're really the first people that he's discussed it with, you know, in this length of time, just talking about themes in the book and stuff like that. It was It was enjoyable, for sure. Yeah, and it's uh, as we said at the beginning of this episode. You know, this is your first experience with Simon Remley's work, uh, the novel, because you haven't seen his movies yet. But um, what we see in in the novel is very similar to uh, his movies. I feel because uh, his movies, uh, folks who may have not seen them or or have, um, they, a lot of the people have uh, personal demons in them. Um, Red, white, and blue is about a uh, ex 
black ops uh, person who's kind of messed up, who falls in love with uh, uh, a woman, uh, maybe be a prostitute, depends on your, your perspective, who <laughs> has um, uh, a disease uh, that AIDS, basically, that uh, is out for revenge for how she she received it um so it, it's it's a very dark story that one and and this one was kind of very dark too this this novel um just as most of his work is and as he said in the interview you know he's he likes horror but he says not all dark films are horror and and, and also not all books um that are dark are horror as well and i, I feel this this kind of falls into uh, that for sure. Uh, what, what's your thoughts about about I guess dark, depressing, and and somber type of stories and horror itself? Yeah, I would agree. I would say this is more of a dark book. Um, it's a character study uh, more than horror. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that, that's a fair point. Um, again, the ending is is pretty horrific. Um, kind of yep. like you you mentioned, you know, Stephen King um, as, as a novelist, and he's written very interesting things from from like Dolores Claiborne to um, uh, Gerald's Game and things like that that aren't necessarily horror in the aspect that you know a horror fan would would think of versus say it. Or, or Pet Cemetery, right. which are more, more different. Um, but all those films and, and books that King has, you know, there's a lot of issues with personal demons and things. And I, I think uh, Simon Remley's uh, novel most certainly has that. Was there any, any topics that we didn't get to? Because, again, we only had a limited time that kind well, of... Well, um, yeah, yeah, we were ahead. trying not to give plot spoilers, so it made it a little more difficult. Well, I think we did pretty good about not you know, giving anything specific away. Um, but that was a difficult part of it was keeping that to ourselves because <laughs> we knew what happened. So yeah. we tried to stick to generalities and I think we did a good job of that. And, you know, it, he had a lot of interesting feedback. Yeah. Yeah, he sure did. He sure did. Uh, and uh, I, I liked how he, he, he's mentioned that, and and the book itself, how the book it meant, it didn't like place judgment on any of the people. I like that a lot too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends on where you you, you fall uh, in your own life experiences is what you'll I guess determine about these folks that are in the book and their um, I guess integrity or ethics and morals and stuff. I mean, well, and even, even the ones doing things that were, you know, are wrong. Mm -hmm. You can see why they did them based on their history. Yeah. So it's understandable how they were reacting. You could see yourself doing that. You know, like if you were, if you had lived your life the way they had lived theirs and the things that they had to deal with, you would be doing the exact same thing. Probably. Maybe even not. You might still be doing the exact same thing, even if you had a perfect life. Just the situations they were in might have caused you to do those things they did. So, yeah, that, that's true. That's true. Uh, and you know, some of the characters, um, th- you know, were. Th- I mean, there there's gray, but there is black and white. And and in this novel, we we see the whole spectrum of how people can act and and behave. And like for example, I remember um, I sh- 
I was watching the movie, um, uh, the, the Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton film, uh, um, oh my God, I can't remember the name of it. It's black and white. Um, it was, so, you know, the Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf film that, that they were in. And I remember my father said he never liked that film. And I said, why not? Because it is a really well-made film and the acting's great and the, and the characters are interesting. And he said, well, people aren't like that. that, that that's not my life, you know. And, and I used to try to watch, sneak and watch um, uh, Married with Children. And my parents both <laughs> would look at it and just say, this is – people don't act this way. This isn't our, how we act here. And and so, you know, maybe maybe that perspective – That's part of its charm though, right? Uh, married with Children at least, that – that's not how you act, but you know people that have some of those qualities, <laughs> and you could see yeah. someone at the extreme being just like that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, unless you know, my parents were able to uh, shelter themselves from those type of people. I guess I, I don't know, but <laughs> um, you know, this book here has characters, uh, and I'm not talking about the the obesity aspect of of, of the two lead characters, but just the 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 behaviors and the, I guess their amoral aspect of some of the characters, um, would make us see the world differently than our normal world around us. I guess for a lot of us, am I right to say that? You know what I'm saying? Like, like we, you well, know, you, we see a movie like Taxi Driver and the dirty, dingy Forty Second Street. You know, we, we that wasn't our life, but we know it's out there type of thing. Going right. The so yeah, we know. I mean, I'm overweight. These people are extremely overweight, so there is a difference. But it's not a far cry to understand that. But they also are living in a situation that I can't necessarily relate to, but I can understand what they're going through. And if you compare to so Jill, she she's got definite issues, and some of the things she does later on in the book. They're wrong, right? But I don't know that she knows they're wrong, like completely. Whereas uh, Blue-Eyed Pete, there's a hotel scene where he does something totally reprehensible. And I almost find that more wrong what he did than what she does at the end of the book because he definitely knows what he's doing is wrong. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, let me ask you that about these characters like – uh, Taxi Rob and Pete and and even the landlady and I forget her name again, but Kim landlady Kim, Kim. yeah thank thank you um even even if they didn't do reprehensible things which Kim arguably may have not but the, the other two are kind of yeah they're a little loony. iffy yeah <laughs> um the, even if we take away the iffy things they do are they um people that just have no self-esteem am i right to think that i think they are people that are yeah they're shaped by society um one is embarrassed by his desires and so hides it and goes so far as to shape his whole life around a lie so his his whole life is shaped by that the other one just totally revels in his lifestyle choice. <laughs> but what makes it wrong for me that, well, it's not wrong. 
it doesn't work for me because it's a multiple partner situation and, and that doesn't work for me. So, you know, I can't comprehend it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's what I'm, I'm getting at. Yeah, exactly. Because that, I mean, it's just things that I would never put myself into and yet we know they're out there, if you know what I mean. And, yep, and, yep. and, and so I think that makes it even more disturbing because it's something that I can't relate to. And it appears like you said, you can't relate to either. And yet we know it's there and it, it's just bizarre in a sense to someone, at least I'll speak for myself for, for like me. And so for me, it makes me more uncomfortable as well. And obviously that was somewhat the intent because again, this is supposed to be a dark, strange uh, story. Um, that that ultimately leads to a, a, a almost horrific ending in a sense. Well, yeah, and I mean, I have some friends that have multiple partners that are in relationships, you know, with several people, and I'm not going to judge it. That's their choice. I just can't understand it because it's not what I would do. Um, so I don't think it's wrong. It's just their way of life, and I will never understand it, and I've accepted that. <laughs> so... Same within this book. When I read about it, I'm like, how can he accept that? I wouldn't like that. So I almost feel like I'm judging it, but I'm not really because I am I I don't care. It's just trying to comprehend it and understand it is beyond me. Yeah, and I, I didn't get to ask Simon this, um, but do you think that some ways he writes the, the, the characters as they are because they are maybe – different i mean you you mentioned how you know how you mentioned he he had done law in school and and, and he writes things that make him want to understand things you know that's why he, he writes it so i'm wondering if if some of these characters that he writes in this novel were written that way specifically because it's something that he doesn't comprehend either as an as a, a human being and so writing it as a story and trying to organically think what these folks would act like may help him and, and probably anybody who reads it understand what may go in their mind to make them act the ways they do. I don't know. What do you think? I think that would have been a good question to ask him. <laughs> I wish yeah. he had because yeah. uh, it's a complex question. I mean, it's like people would consider us not understanding being judging, but it's not necessarily. I just want to understand. I want to understand in a way that I and go, oh, well, that makes sense. And now, now it makes sense to me. But I don't get that link. There's something in me that's not there, you know. So it would have been right. interesting to see what that is for him. Is is he, is he, you know, learning more about it organically as he writes about it? Right. And, and the question is, is it probably a good thing that you, you don't organically have that link and understand it, too? Because it's right. like, you know, because the question is, to the, the way that some of these characters act in the book and the actions they do that are quote unquote sketchy, does that destroy them as people? You know, so it's probably good that maybe we don't understand it and just reading about it and in this novelization kind of may put, I guess, uh, you know, point to point A to B together, but at least it makes us say, okay, thank God we, we we may understand it a little bit more, but thank God that's not us, maybe. I don't know. 
Maybe, and you don't want to fall in the trap of thinking, you know, they are just characters in a book, so you don't want to necessarily say that everybody who does a certain action is damaged. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. some people have nothing in their past that would cause them to do damaged acts, and some of them, you know, are not, they're just normal acts. We just don't see them the same way. So. Yeah, that's fair, too. Um, Now, um... Uh, as we mentioned, the, the, the novel is 120,000 words, uh, and at one point it was at 200,000, Simon said, and uh, it hurt him to cut a few chapters out, that, and I would be curious to see what those chapters were, because <laughs> obviously they, they, uh, they must have been quite interesting. Uh, what was your uh, – I know uh, – I can't remember if we said this before the interview, before we pressed record or, or during the interview, but um, we – both read it pretty quick in, in four days. Uh, what was your experience uh, reading the book? Was it was it uh, easy read for you? You think? Yeah, it was an easy read. Yeah, it flowed yeah. good. There was good dialogue, um, and it just went really quick. And let me ask you this too, uh, because again, um, as we know, Simon Rumley has been uh, quite a well-received screenwriter for his art house and independent uh, films, both horror and thriller and and drama um for someone that wrote a novel for the first time uh what would you think compared to say a screenplay um that that's why i think i asked him was because you know about when's the movie coming because you could kind of (laughs) see how this could be transferred into a screenplay pretty easily what was your thoughts on that um, he had a lot of descriptors, which would make it easy to transfer to a screenplay, I think. Um, and just visual cues that made you picture everything really well. Yeah, I, uh, that, that that's what I felt, too. Yeah. So so I think I think um, that kind of makes it um, a, a quick read as well, because of the fact that, um, you know, short, quick. uh statements by the characters um and yet easily understanding um what was going on as well um besides blue-eyed pete's hotel room and jill's actions at the end did you feel that uh the movie was was had any more i guess thriller type aspects or were you really just thinking that it was um an interesting character study most of the way for, again, it's an ensemble cast though, but a character study of numerous characters. I would say more of a character study until the, that, that last quarter of the book. And I actually, you know, one of the strongest pieces for me was tiny Tim's story and what happens to him. Um, it, it, It just, you know, kind of broke your heart reading about him. And then when you read about him at the end, when they first meet, it kind of even adds more poignancy to it. Um, so, yeah, it, I think that his experience with screenwriting and movie making has made his characters more interesting um, than some first-time book authors. So that's very helpful, I think. Yeah, yeah, that, that's for sure. Um, yeah, and... and uh... You know, it, it kind of reminded me of uh, if you take away the, the that last um, quarter of the, of the book where it gets into a more of a thriller slash horror type 
a scene. Um, the characters actually, and, and uh, you know, I, I kind of, you can say, oh, if, if, you know, Phil's judging the characters as quote unquote abnormal or weird or whatever. But when I when I think about it, I, I've read a lot of John Updike, um, Pulitzer Prize winning author from the Massachusetts area, and when I think about it, a lot of his characters in his book, and those are just regular literary novels, are no more weird or bizarre or act uh, out of, I guess, character from the same things we see in in this book here by Simon Rumley or, or even Simon Rumley's movies, to be honest, that you haven't seen yet. But because, because um, a, lot, a lot of that is like, I mean, and you can even go back as far as paid in place uh, in the fifties when that came out, um, when they had to even be more careful because they couldn't just lay it out like Updike did. And now Simon Rumley could that, um, that there's kind of interesting is that a lot of literary fiction has this dark theme to it, I think. And and even though these character characters are in a I guess a character study slash dark themed novel, they they feel right in place in the say a John Updike novel. I don't know if you're familiar with John Updike, so I, I apologize if if I just threw that out. No, I am. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they they're real. I mean, yes, we wouldn't want to read a book about just completely normal people, right? And the real world, nobody's normal. Everybody has something in their in their DNA or in their past or whatever that is different. Um, and we're all like that. We to different to varying degrees, of course. When we write a book, we want somebody we want them to be interesting and not boring. So, you know, you're going to get some things that are exaggerated, but they're on the verge of normality. So you can accept it. Otherwise, then you start getting into fantasy, right? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. So I think he did a good job of portraying the characters as people that I can relate to, people that I can see um, that, you know, aren't beyond the pale of reason. They make sense to me. Yeah, yeah they, they, they sure do. They sure do. Um, and uh, I, I think it's interesting is that he, he it, whether he was being truthful or not, you know, he said that he wasn't necessarily trying to make commentaries on certain things, um, and it just seemed that way because just because it's, that's the subject, you know, uh, overweight folk or or um, different lifestyles or or whatever. whatever. Um, I think I think he interestingly um, says a lot about things that he may not even intended to, and mm-hmm. as as we we know from our literary classes in college and whatnot. Um, or even film classes in college, uh, a lot of times people try to find things that the author was, or filmmaker was trying to do, even if it wasn't intended, because the moment it is released to the public, the art is then interpreted by the the viewer or the reader as they want. And sometimes it was intentional, but a lot of times it may just be unintentional, but it's there anyway. What do you think of this this novel? No, uh, I think in this novel, I think we hit all the points with him that he was intending um, from what he said to us when we asked these questions. Um, But, yeah, there's always that, you know, we always want to see something that might not have been intended. (laughs) 
And we talked about that in one of our shows just recently. I think it was this last Thursday's show. Um, we talked about something where, you know, people were bringing up something that they saw in the film that we were talking about. And Eric asked us about it. And I was like, sometimes it's just, you know, it's just a film. It's not necessarily something prophetic. But um, as far as this book, I think that the themes we caught were the themes that he intended. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fair point. Um, yeah, I, I would concur with that. Um, and we, we that, that's the things that we were try we tried to focus on when we we um, uh, were speaking to him for sure. But I think every author wants people to see their own thing in a story, you know? You don't want your theme necessarily to be the only thing people see. You want them to get their own thing out of a story. So if they get this huge theme that you didn't intend, it's still got them that theme, and that's important to them as a fan. So, Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, another thing that I, I kind of thought was interesting about the novel and again it's it's nothing strange at all uh because again um the author is is from london um he's he's fully what we would call english uh ethnically and and culturally um and and i kind of liked how the book really um had all these little things that weren't necessarily anything that was important to the plot but it was a very english novel you know, very English novel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were times I had to look at my dictionary on my Kindle to to see what a word meant because it was just yeah. particularly in, in a UK way of saying things or words that we wouldn't use here for what they're being used there. Yeah, so. and, and like like uh, one one of the the candy bar. I, yes. I had to look up what that is. What's what's this? <laughs> what is he talking about? And, and then I look it up. It's a candy bar. It's like, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, that was kind of funny. And then like stone, I knew that was. 20 pounds, I think, but I still had to use the calculator to to put it into poundage so I could understand what, it, what he meant. Yeah, You really needed that perspective to uh, put it into our minds what it actually meant. Because yeah. like I said in our interview, 40 sounds a lot better than 588. Yes, <laughs> so it's a, yes. 40 yeah. doesn't sound like you're huge, but it is in their yeah. system. So yeah, yeah. So actually, actually, yeah, it may may even be more than 20 pounds. Maybe I thought it was 20 pounds, but uh, what a stone is. But yeah, it, but yeah, fair enough. Uh, my converter brought it up to like you said, 580. And and when um I saw that, one thing I forgot to ask Simon. And again, again, we didn't we didn't want to keep him for for that long. Um, uh, was that I I kind of liked how the two lead characters. Jill and Brawley were not shut-ins. They because a lot you read a lot like when you when we put on the TV and they talk about people who may happen to be this overweight, this obese, I guess you know, um, they're always shut-ins. They can't get out of bed, things of that nature. And and then the tragic story of their life and and they they either pass away. Brawley could have been right. Brawley had a yeah. business that was online. So he yeah. didn't have to go anywhere, but he still chose to go places. Problem was, wherever he'd go, he'd eat and drink. Yeah, right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. But at least he wasn't a shut-in, and and I, I right. kind of like like that because it took the two characters out of what I guess we would stereotype them based off of what we see on all these reality shows and stuff. So I kind of like that. 
Um, I do like his point, too, Simon Romley's point, too, that how he said, uh, you know, in the UK, and he says also in the United States, maybe more so in the United States. Um, and again, I, I, I can't verify that. Or and, and he said he wasn't really sure either, because, again, we don't have the numbers. But more folks are overweight. And, and I remember for the past 10 years or so, um, I was always thinking, oh, people aren't that overweight. I mean, and, and that may be true. Um, but, you know, then I, I lost my, my, my 40 pounds in the past year. And I was talking to Kevin Letts, who, as we know, is a, a runner and he's fairly thin too, like myself. And I, I, I texted him like two months ago and I said to him, it never occurred to me that maybe, maybe people are a little more overweight than I thought, because now that I'm, I'm kind of much thinner again, like I used to be when I was in my twenties, I, look around. I was like, yeah, I'm the thinnest person in the room now. You know, I'm not, I, I always would notice, oh, I'm the tallest person in the room, you know, because I'm kind of tall, but I I now notice that, oh, I'm the thinnest person in the room. So as, as a, as a topic and, and, and what Simon said about how it may be something that is more current and, and whatnot, kind of, kind of, um, is, poignant to today's world, I think, and not just because of the normalization as we discussed with them, but just noticing that fact, I guess. What's your thoughts? Oh, it's true. And you notice it more if you take a flight because they reduce space and we Americans have gained space. <laughs> so it's very obvious when you fly somewhere how little space you get on a plane. But um, I mean, we know that our food supply and everything is not healthy for us. Um, it's going to take a huge change for this country to change that i think um we've gone you know from being hunter gatherers to sitting and running computers you know so it's a, it's a hard subject and it's there's a lot of things for every person that are different so there's no one thing that's going to fix it for everybody but a better food supply could help yeah well i remember um a couple of years ago i was down in um tennessee visiting my brother with my father and i was cooking and my father said uh watch the salt everything's full of salt and he's right yeah but, but i don't put salt on anything <laughs> well but but that's the thing is that if you buy processed food it's going to be there but if you make your own food which i was doing i'm adding the correct amount of salt so right, right. i said dad you gotta not you gotta take a breath it's not a big deal because we're making it ourselves. We know what we're doing. It's not just processed to make us become addicted to food or whatever. Um, so I thought that, that was kind of interesting in that aspect. But you mentioned also the food and, and whatnot. And again, though, you know, it, it also comes down to how much you eat and whether you prepare yourself. And and as you mentioned, you know, we're at computers working at a desk all the time. And I was thinking, you know, I, I've, like I said, I've, I, I do a lot of strength training for the past year and a half, and that's that's partly why I lost some of my weight. And I didn't bulk up because I'm just a, a lanky person anyway, but I toned up really, really well. Um, so I, I still look muscular even if I'm, I'm thin. And I was thinking about it how, yeah, I mean, just doing three times a week for an hour or four times a week for an hour a day – a strength workout and I toned up imagine if we were all still farmers or or whatnot we'd all tone up and, or bulk up really easily and 
and look that way. And, and it's, it's kind of interesting to see, because you know, like Kevin Lance, we look at him and he's, he's thin and, and whatnot too, because he runs all the time. And the thing is, is if we just sit at the computers and whatnot, we, we unfortunately could fall into a situation where we could gain weight. And if you have the background and the behavioral health issues that Brawley and Jill have, you could, you could destroy your entire life, it seems. And that's what I well, took out of the book. And there's whole swaths of the country that can't afford to make meals like you make them. Mm-hmm. They they can afford what they can afford. And unfortunately, the cheapest food is the worst for us in this country. Mm-hmm. Natural products are more expensive. So that yeah. makes it difficult, you know? Yeah, that's true. And a lot of times it's it's like, like people say, even if it's not 100% truthful, Time is important, and if you don't have time to work out, maybe you don't have time to prepare your own foods as well, and it's just easier to, you know, grab the throw a pizza in the oven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that's kind of interesting aspect too. Um, Whatnot. Uh, So uh, anything else that you wanted to bring up about uh, the book uh, that we we haven't brought up yet? No, I think we've done. We've covered it pretty well. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It'll be interesting when it comes out for, you know, everybody to read. Yeah, indeed. And uh, hopefully hopefully, uh, uh, we can, and I I think we we probably could, uh, because Simon actually um, came to us uh, this time. And even though uh, the last time I I interviewed him, uh, I I asked him to come on and he said yes. And he he was very uh, welcoming to to do so. So uh, I think maybe we'll be able to bring him back on when everybody else can get a look at this book. Yeah. And talk about it maybe in more detail and uh, with him, too, and uh, see reactions um, to its, I guess, um, general public release. In a sense. Right. So, yeah. Yep. yep. All right. So uh, I guess we can do some uh, uh, end house cleaning. So uh, first off, uh, today is January 8th. 2023 that we recorded this episode with uh, Simon uh, Rumley joining us. Uh, for some listeners who are always curious when we record these episodes, because sometimes they are not released immediately. As, as Simon mentioned, he wasn't sure originally if we were going to release it in September. But uh, when I told him, oh, no, well, we got it right out, I think he was very happy about that. And uh, um, that's what we're going to do. So by the time people hear this, it's probably only going to be a week or so after the record date. Um also, uh, we do a few other podcasts uh, through the network. We do a number of them, uh, but one of them was uh, Cinema a la Carte, which is a podcast that does films that aren't necessarily related to horror specifically and maybe dark films, so uh, more like uh, thrillers and um, action films and westerns and things like that. Um, so me, Mike, co-host Mike, and co-host Eric – um, do that podcast at the request of Eric, who suggested the idea. Um, also, uh, you and me, Barrett, we originally, like we were originally going to record this as a, a certain podcast. What is that podcast? Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Um, we do things that don't necessarily fit into the dark discussions area, or we do horror movies that just haven't, for some reason, made it into dark discussions. You know, we can only do so many shows a year on that. Uh-huh. So we get things there and uh, coming up, I think we're going to be doing Avatar Way of the Water. Um, so that's an example of a non-horror movie that we're going to do. Um, and we do TV shows sometimes. We do book reviews. 
Uh, we do all sorts of different things on there, so it's a little more eclectic than Dark Discussions itself. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And uh, we'll probably get uh, one more episode out uh, of the, the Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Review podcast before we get to the Avatar episode, but the Avatar episode should most certainly be released uh, right away as well uh, because it's timely. Uh, so uh, look out for, for two Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Review episodes, one uh uh, from the backlog, and then of course the Avatar Way of Water episode, um, and a couple other things. We we did wrap up uh, two TV podcasts. Uh, I'll bring up the first one, uh, um, She Hulk. Uh, we did the uh, podcast on that television series on Disney. Uh, so it was called uh, She Hulk: Avenger of the Law. Uh, we did an episode on each episode of, of the TV series and discussed our thoughts on. Uh, that series as it went along and you folks were able to join us as we watched it. Uh, what was the other one that we, we just wrapped up uh, about a month or two ago as well, Barrett? The House of the Dragon. Um, the George R. R. Martin uh, show based on his book. Um, and that was, yeah, we wrapped it up a couple months ago. Um, it might be my show of the year. I'm not positive. It's vying with another one, so but it's well worth watching. Yeah, that was called uh, Decimation of Dragons, the podcast. Uh, yep, yep, called. sorry. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that too. That could be my show of the year as well. Um, but I did see a miniseries that had six episodes, and I'm, I'm, i, I got to figure out if that counts, if a miniseries counts as a TV show. Yeah, that's know. a TV show. I mean, I, it, yeah. what if a TV show only gets one season? Then it could be six to ten episodes. It just depends. Yeah. The one that's vying with House of the Dragon for me is a show called The, Ret- the Recruit. It's only got one season so far on Netflix, but I really, really enjoyed it. So, right. I, you know, they're both weighing in my mind which one. Yeah, <laughs> so. So my mind is uh, Blackbird, which was uh, the... Oh, yeah, uh, you were talking about that. Yeah, yeah, Dennis Lehane series that was on uh, Apple Plus, yeah, and that was six episodes, uh, similar to the Undoing, you know, one season and done type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, so yeah, maybe maybe it should count because again, you know, Mike it should. Yeah, because co-host Mike um, did the the one and done, uh, the wa- Watchmen. Remember that? That was a one uh-huh. and done. Yeah, and that was so, one and done. Yeah, so, so these things do happen. Um, and whatnot. Uh, so once again, folks can email us at darkdiscussions at aol.com and we will uh, read your email on the podcast. Uh, so please do so. Uh, you can also email us through darkdiscussions.com, the website with the contact us menu choice. Uh, so uh, that's pretty much it I have. Uh, anything else you have, Barrett? All right, so uh, I guess we can uh, wrap up this episode. Once again, we want to thank Simon Rumley for joining us. Uh, he was the one that brought us uh, the attention of the novel itself and kindly let us read it. Um, and uh, so otherwise, we yeah, we, we wouldn't uh, even have known about it or even thought of uh, having him on because, uh, again, he's always busy uh, working on stuff, as we know. Uh, so I guess pretty much with that stated, uh, Barrett, when you leave us out, Thanks for joining us on this special edition of Dark Discussions um, with our interview of Simon Rumley and his new book, The Wobble Club. Hi. New here, right? That's right. Nice. I don't stay over. I don't fall in love.
Hey there. I don't do friends. <laughs> Is everything okay? Why are you being nice to me? Was that such a hard question? No. But you might not like the answer. Take your boyfriend out. He's not my boyfriend. Not yet he ain't. But I know how these things work. I was just wondering, I'm... Can I sleep next to you? stupid are you Frankie? What are you doing? Do you ever cut yourself Erica? Takes away the numbness? Who did this? Where are they? I got some questions. Didn't you understand what I just said? I got a question for you, and I know you're gonna tell me the answer. Where's Erica?